one. Well, welcome, Eric Wilson. You know, thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, so today we have Eric Wilson from National Scouting Combine and also the Sports Arena podcast he hosts himself, along with many other sporting uh, media prospects. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. So first and foremost, Lauren, thank you so much for having me be a part of this. Yeah, uh, Eric Wilson. Um, I am the media director, as Lauren said, for the National Scouting Combine. I have been in this business now for roughly about 10, 11 years and grew up in Philly. So sports has kind of been my thing since, you know, before I could walk. I love it so much. I played a little bit in school. You know, I did the whole baseball. I did some soccer. I did some basketball. I did some football. Then I became a teenager and ultimately found girls. And that kind of went to the wayside for a minute. So then I was like, okay, how do I kind of get myself back in the thing? And, uh, you know, my mother always said my mouth would get me in trouble because I'm a very opinionated individual. But I decided to kind of flip the script, if you will, and use that to, you know, ask those questions and kind of just evolve who I am as a person and have my platform and use it so that people can basically be a voice for the voiceless in some regards. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, very cool. You know, like be the voice for the underappreciated. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's exactly my, my kind of like principles when I, when I move forward in my own like sports agency, when I talk with my athletes and stuff like that, you know, I, under, I represent the underrepresented. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. I like that moral character. Definitely. Thank you. It is nice to so, be appreciated. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone needs to be appreciated. doesn't matter what level of, of life you are in, you know, everyone needs to feel appreciated. So I, I can definitely appreciate that. Facts. Yeah, for sure. Can you tell me a little bit more about your podcast and kind of like what you talk about on your podcast? Oh, sure. So the Sports Arena, uh, shameless plug, we are live every Monday and Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can check us out on the website, www.thesportsarena1.com or on my social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, IG, LinkedIn. Um, I'm working on my whole TikTok presence, but I'm still kind of trying to get that figured out. But okay. yeah, uh, we discuss pretty much the hot topics, but every once in a while we have those uncomfortable conversations, if you will, the, the conversations that you don't really hear about on the major entities. We kind of dive into those a little bit. And again, our goal is not to rehash what has already been said. Our goal is simply to have a personality, be entertaining, but also come with some thought provoking statements that are really make you kind of just sit back and think about you know, let's peel back the layers a little bit because we always see what's on the surface. And then we always have an opportunity to kind of maybe get a little granular, but we don't, we kind of dive into more of those things. I Listen, my show is very simple. I've got about four or five sports enthusiasts that have a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> the fact that we can go for an hour and it goes by like that is just ridiculous. And I've got a, as the host, co-host, content creator, producer, director, I've kind of got to steer the ship to make sure we kind of stay on topic because if we didn't, we'd be talking till one o'clock in the morning. So I guess, can you give me like a little backstory of like how you are, you know, creating that content kind of like, do you go in there with an outline, a topic, like these are the questions I want to ask, you know, just so for that kind of media student, sports media student that wants to step into that role, kind of like, what is that mindset going in there and how do they like represent that? So the, the biggest thing I can say to you is you got to have a plan, right? And for my show, we take an hour. Now, 
in trying to take this to the next level and monetize this, you have to treat it like it is truly a TV show, which means you have to have breaks in there for commercials. You can run for an hour if you want straight, but sometimes people need that 30, 60, 90 seconds just to kind of get some water, kind of refresh themselves because topics a lot of times, if you kind of pigeonhole yourself, they get draw, they get very dry. And so you want to make sure that again, you, you stay entertaining, but you still maintain your authentic self. So what I do is when, you know, my crew and I, we have a little production meeting, if you will, and we kind of talk about, okay, what's the hot topic? What's the hot button? What do we want to talk about? And then from there, we take it one step further. We say, okay, that's the surface level. Now let's peel back the onion, you know? And how does this impact on the field? How does this impact off the field? Expectations. You know, there's a lot of a, oh, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. But the mm -hmm. most important thing is you take your four or five topics, depending on how many you want to discuss, and then you make sure you center your focus on one or two important factors and then let everybody else bring their opinion to it. Because throughout that conversation, you know someone's going to want to go left or go right to try and say, you know what, let's take it this, let's take it this direction. And it doesn't matter. That's actually cool because it's providing that different lens, providing that different perspective. But you've got to make sure that it correlates back to what your original question or your original statement was. So, you know, one thing that I always do when I set up my rundowns is I like to stick to four because it gives me, I, I work with four to five other people, but I typically only do four people on my stream yard because five or six, sometimes the conversation gets convoluted and it's just, it's too much. You know, you got all these opinions, people talking over one another. No, I, four is my key number. So you take four people, everybody bring a topic to discuss. Mm -hmm. You yep. allow yourself 10 to 12 minutes per topic, no more than 13, because you, like I said, you want to give yourself time to kind of reset. But now okay. again, if you want to go a full hour and you can stick to that 60 minutes from start to finish, then yeah, four topics, 15 minutes. And you treat it, I treat it like football, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And that's my mentality going into it. And then it's just that conversational piece. You know, you don't want to be the person that always brings the stats or always brings the analytics side of thing. I okay. need you to have an opinion. Okay? okay. That, that to me will resonate more with me than you coming to me and saying, oh, well, Tom Brady threw for 5,000 yards this season. He threw for 5,200 last season. He threw for 50 touchdowns, nine interceptions. No, I don't want to, I don't, I can go look those stats up myself. Yeah. Tell me how his impact on the Bucks or how his impact two decades with the Patriots for you as a person, you know? Because that's what we want to know. We want to get to know the person who's on screen. We want to know how they feel. Like, I'm a very passionate person when it comes to my Philadelphia Eagles. And I will talk to anybody. Whenever I'm in a bar and I get the conversation and someone says, oh, you're an Eagles fan, I'm like, well, duh. But then my question right back to them is, who's your team? And that automatically sparks a conversation because, oh, now if you want to start criticizing my team, trust me, I can find holes in your team if I really wanted to. So it's just, it, you know, it's, there are a lot of moving parts, but staying dialed in on, you know, what, what your message is, and then also sticking to your game plan, I think is our key and crucial. Okay. Nice. Okay. So let's rewind life and sure. kind of go back to 
your education. So like, where did you start off and kind of like, did you foresee yourself in sports media ever? Or no. if you did kind of like, was this your path that you really envisioned? No. Tell me about that. So I went to Penn State, shout out to my Nittany Lions. Um, you know, I was there for two years. Uh, I got an AA in psych with a minor in business management. And when I was 19 years old, 20 years old, I was like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Because this was just me getting a, a degree in something. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to go. And I never saw sports media as my path. You know, I worked in the restaurant business for a while and I thought, well, I love to eat and drink. And, you know, maybe I'll be a manager and, and work in that regard. And I, you know, so I, I wove my path kind of that way. And plus, you know, as a server and a bartender, making money every day is a beautiful thing. Cause it's like, you can yeah. make 150, you go out and spend 80, well, you still got 75 and then you go make 190 the next day. It's like, oh, I'm still up. So, you know, uh, what happened, actually, this is a, a funny story. So in 2007, 2006, 2007, I was kind of at a turning point. I was living here in Florida and I was like, okay, what am I doing with myself? Because I realized my body could only do so much when it came from the physical standpoint of the restaurant world. And being in it as long as I was, I was like, do I really want to go that route? Do I really want to be a manager? Hmm. I didn't want to be in the corporate world. I was like, that's not for me. So I thought, well, you know what? I've done a couple background gig extra works for movies and TV and film and stuff. You know, maybe I should move to a bigger market where the entertainment industry is bigger. See if I can get my foot in there somewhere. So I had the opportunity to move to Atlanta and I was going to move. Had everything set up. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, a friend of a friend had an apartment up there. I was getting ready to leave Florida and move to Atlanta. And the weekend before I was supposed to move, I got a phone call sitting in my house. And this guy who I had worked with on a couple of different projects, he calls me up and he's like, Eric, what are you doing? I'm like, chilling. What's going on, man? He's like, hey, listen, I'm down here at the local radio station. And one of my guests last minute dropped out. Is there any way you can come down here? And I was like, I was like, what? Huh? I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, just give me the address. So I, you know, I go down there, local AM station. And he was like, okay, you're going to be on with these two guys and this girl. You can talk about sports. It's FCC regulated. So you know the rules. You got to be professional, but you're, I don't expect nothing less from you. I'm like, okay, well, what am I talking about? He's like, you can talk about anything sports related. Mind you, I had not picked up a newspaper, had not watched TV, phone, nothing. I had basic knowledge, but I was like, wait, wait, what? So I went completely out to left field. The weekend that I went to the radio station, there was a pros versus semi-pros World Series of Poker tournament going on at the local dog track. That's what I talked about. So I Hi. walked in, I sat down with these guys and this, and this young lady, and I just played it off as, hey, I just got done with the pros versus semi-pros poker tournament. I lost. I got a bad beat. I lost to a girl. So I'm here now. We did that for about 10 to 15 minutes. And it was in that moment that I realized, whoa, okay. That was awesome, right? <laughs> this was something that I could see myself kind of familiar with, get, like getting to do. So I left 
you know, I, I did the little segment. I got up, shook hands with everybody. When they went to commercial, I said, hey, it was good to see y'all. Nice to meet y'all. Boom, I'm out. And I left. Didn't think nothing of it. So about two hours go by. And I'm sitting at home. I'm getting ready for work. And my man calls me back. And he's like, hey, man, first, thank you so much. We really appreciate you saving my ass. And he's like, hey, would you want to come back? And I was just like, I was blown because that was all off top of the dome. There was no script. There was no, like, we sat down and had a meeting and this is what we were going to talk about. This is the angle that we were going to go. This was just me ad-libbing the whole thing. And I was like, I mean, yeah, if you want me, I'll come back. Sure thing. He was like, listen, I can't pay you right now because, you know, we're paying for radio time. But, you know, if we evolve this into something, maybe down the road, we can talk about it. I was like, sure. That was the catalyst 15, 16 years ago for where I am today. Hmm. And it just evolved over time through doing a podcast when podcast was a dirty word traveling to you know working with the local roller derby team hmm. and interviewing them and just kind of building a presence you know and so it is transitioned from that to where I am today as the media director of the National Scouting Combine hosting my own show being credentialed with the NBA the WNBA the NFL Major League Baseball I'm working on NASCAR right now and having the opportunity, thank you, and having the opportunity to be able to walk into these arenas and speak to these athletes mm -hmm. like I'm like I belong, like I'm supposed to be in this room, like this was meant for me. And it's crazy how that one simple thing that I could have very easily not answered the phone. You know, I could have yeah. just been like, oh, okay, it's him. I'll call him back later. But from that moment, I canceled moving to Atlanta. I stuck around here in Florida. You know, eventually, you know, I, I met my wife, got married, all that stuff. But I never deviated from that. Now, granted, I still do. I am in the corporate world because this job has given me the opportunity to provide for my family. But my goal from that moment has always been, I am getting into the sports media world. Gotcha. And yeah, it's been a journey. Like I said, 15, 16 years. But I'm now at the place now where there are people who I don't know who know me. And when that feeling happens to you, as someone who has, has grown up and, you know, I was always the guy that I wasn't picked first for kickball or, you know, I didn't go to the prom with the, with the queen or I wasn't captain of the football team or basketball team or anything like that. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, my mother told me at a very young age, your mouth is going to get you into trouble. <laughs> what she didn't tell me was unless you she use it properly. Take you further. <laughs> right. So Nice. It's definitely a different background than what many would think, you know, like a lot of kids nowadays, or sorry, when I say kids, I mean, like, college students, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little you. bit older than, than the normal college students. So yeah. um, I can say kids. Well, so um, am I. I mean, so yeah, I, I, I know where you're coming from. The younger generation, um, the younger generation, the 
I don't know, whatever they are, the Gen Zs or whatever the heck they are. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what I classify as. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when I talk with all these, these students, you know, they're like, oh, I have to go to sports media school. I have to do this and I have to host this and I have to go on TikTok. And, you know, it's like their journey compared to yours is completely different. But that's what they envision as to where like you're coming from a completely different aspect to where, you know, your background had nothing to do with it. So, you know, like it's it's incredible how like you can transition over from one to another as long as you have the balls to do it. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's the biggest that that was probably one of the biggest pieces was, you know, you're right. I, I had gone to a couple conferences and I had gone to a couple seminars, but I didn't go to college for that. I didn't go yeah. to I didn't intern at a radio station. You know, I, I'm a self-taught individual. So to 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 the younger generation, while I sound really old, uh, to the Gen Z's of the world or or whomever, you know, find out what works best for you, because some people need that that focus, need that 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 direct path. They're like, okay, how do I get from A to B in the shortest amount of time? I have a friend right now who, you know, he was in college when I met him in 2009. From there, he went into the military. When he left the military, he got into the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he got into full sail down here in Orlando. From there, that transitioned him to where he is now a weekend sports anchor in Illinois at WGEM. And so, you know, that's his route. Another guy who I met that same time, he covers local high school and JUCO and some college basketball and softball games um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And again, he didn't go the same path that that this guy over here did, but he we all had that same passion. So you're talking about three guys who met at a conference in Los Angeles who still had the hunger, the passion, and the drive to, to be in the sports media world. We all went different directions, but now we're all hitting the same goal. You know, so that's my biggest thing is you don't have to go the same direction that I did or that, you know, my boy Jake did or my boy Mike did. But you got to find one that works for you. And when you find it. Don't lose sight of it, because so many people feel that the behind the scenes work or the other things that you have to do aren't going to matter. Trust me, I can tell you this from experience. They matter. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. So my journey into the sports world is completely different than most of the, you know, the normal students that are trying to get into the sports world. You know, I'm in my middle 30s. I have two kids, single mom, and I just finally decided to transition over officially into the sports world as a professional. I was always kind of like dabbing my toes in it. And eventually, like once COVID hit, I was like, all right, I'm starting. I'm officially getting my own business license. I'm doing it. I'm going all balls to the wall. I'm taking charge. Yeah. And yeah, once you have that like vision in front of you and you have that mission to get there, absolutely. If as long as you have the motivation to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me? I mean, like we've already kind of like answered most of my questions, but what are some lessons learned that I that you can like tell me or like things that you would want to go back and tell your younger self? Uh well, I learned this late, but 
Uh, I learned it from actually DJ Augustine, who used to play for the Orlando Magic, played for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's a journeyman. He's traveled around the league, the NBA a little bit. But he said, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And, you know, throughout life, you're going to hit a lot of bumps and you're going to go through a lot of peaks and valleys. But if this is what you truly want to do, continually hone your craft and continually stay ready, even though, you know, there are going to be times where you don't want to. And there are going to be things in your life that are going to not necessarily distract you from it, but they're going to take precedence over what, what you're doing. You still have to find a way to get it done. Because the one thing I will tell you is once you develop an audience, if you go into the sports media side of things, you know, every Monday, every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, my show is going. Whether I'm on it or I'm not on it, it doesn't matter. So you know, surround yourself with like-minded individuals. I tell people all the time, and I'll give you the PC version of how I say things is, I don't associate with other individuals who don't have the same passion and drive as I do. Now that's the PC version of what I really want, what I really say to people. Um, But it holds a lot of water because you are going to find out who is serious about this and you're going to find out Who's in it for the notoriety? Who's in it for the the status? That's not me. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for seven, eight years consistently and have made slim to none money because of it, you know? And I don't care. I'm still going to keep doing it. Yeah. I just did a show last night that I wasn't even a part of. I produced it, but I wasn't, I wasn't on camera. And to me, that was great. I told the crew after the show was over, y'all have no idea how much fun I had just producing, just watching. And that's another element of it. I understand and I get everybody wants to be the next. They want to be that face on camera because, of course, that's where the bigger money lies. You know, if you're the, the lead anchor or if you're the top sports reporter, you know, you're going to make that money. Let's be real about it. However, mm-hmm. learn a different aspect of it, you know, because when you can edit and shoot and create content, that makes you more valuable. You know, right now, I can create packages to be put on national television. That's a skilled trait that I've learned. Do I look good in front of a camera? Yeah, more times than not, I do. As I always say, I never met a microphone that I didn't like, but I don't have to be that guy. So one thing I would tell my younger self is learn more of the behind the scenes stuff now so that you're better equipped in the future. Another lesson I would tell myself is don't be afraid to go out there and under like value who you are know your worth. Yep. You know, I've been approached by several different small organizations and, and businesses and they see what I've done and they're like, oh, we like you. We want to bring you in. We think you'd be a great fit for us. And at my age, I'm just like, okay, well, how much are you giving me? And some people, they're thrown off by it. Some people say, give me a number. I give them the number and they're like, their eyes shake. And I'm like, you don't understand what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation with a gentleman a while back 
he was starting up a network. He saw my reel. He liked me. He wanted to bring me in. And he said, okay, what do you want? And I said, oh, we, we talk, okay, we talking numbers now. I gave him my number and he's like, really? And I stopped him. I said, you know what? This conversation is over. Thank you. Goodbye. And I walked out. He called me the next day. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. He's like, you just up and left without giving me a chance to counter. I said, I'm gonna be very honest with you. The number that I gave you was not my full value. I said, I gave you a discount because of our relationship. I said, but quite honestly, you can't afford me. So know your worth. Because I have taken the last 16 years and have built myself from nothing to where I am today without the backing of a major organization such as an ESPN or a Fox Sports or an NBC or a CBS or any of those other conglomerates. I have been the guy that has been able to get myself in the position to be in the room with those professionals that I aspire to be like mm -hmm. from the visual standpoint and also from the, from the reporters and, and writers and journalists standpoint. So my worth to me exceeds what anybody else can think. So when I go into a room, I know what I'm asking for. And if you can't provide me that, guess what? Nothing's going to change except the dollar amount. I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to get into these places. I'm still going to be in these rooms. So what I've learned is maybe I need to do this for myself. Now, I'm very blessed to be a part of this. And I'll tell that story really quick. So in 2014, when I Yes. In 2014, when I first heard about sports management worldwide, shout out to Lynn and Liz Lashbrook, who put on a phenomenal event every single year. I wanted to attend the event and I didn't. And I didn't because one, I wasn't ready, but I didn't know that. Someone a lot smarter than me knew that I wasn't ready to go. Okay. I wanted to go because I saw this as an opportunity Plus the fact that at the time, my general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman, was speaking at the event. And I was like, oh, I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm walking right up to Howie and like, look, me, you, media department, let's go. <laughs> Fast forward, it didn't happen. But I went in 2015. In 2015 is where I met Jimmy. And I met Scott. And I met Chad. And I met Uncle Jay. And I met the National Scouting Combine. And Jimmy told me his vision, told me what he was doing. So in 2016, I came back and I went one day just to see what he was doing. And in 2017, I went back again and I went for two days and I went to see what he was doing. And in 2018, I went back and I continually kept going and going simply because Jimmy told me one simple thing. You, I need you to be a part of my team, but I don't need you to hold a stopwatch. I don't need you to scout. I just need you to do what you do, mm -hmm. which is media. And I said, okay, now we're in 2022. And last year he bestowed upon me the honor of being his media director. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, wait, what? He's like, Eric, the amount of stuff that you've done for us, he's like, there's no way I couldn't have you be an integral part of this team. And one of the best compliments I ever got in this world was from him. And as you and I both know, this man calls at any given time because he just has, as he calls them, 
these bat crazy ideas and yep. i mean it's but they work mm-hmm. and so now i'm telling my team i'm like listen i've been trying to tell y'all for two years get on board with this because this is truly an opportunity that not many people get and they already know whether they come with me or they don't come with me i'm going but i'm trying to again like we talked about in the beginning I'm trying to provide an opportunity for others to be just as successful. Yes. And that's me. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So now that being said, you're kind of being like a mentor to the younger generation in that kind of aspect. Now reverse that. Did you ever kind of utilize any type of mentorship through your journey? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have mentors still to this day. I have three. Uh, that whenever I'm in a funk or I have a moment where I kind of get in my own feelings, I always call them and they let me vent for about 10, 15 minutes. And then once I'm done vetting, they all look, they all either look or talk to me on the phone. And they're like, okay, as you say, let's peel back the layers. What caused you to feel like this? Yeah. What happened that you went left instead of going right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I am very blessed to have those people in my life. Um, and it's been amazing just to be able to have that, that knowledge kind of thrown back at me. And even at 45, I still to this day am, am humbled that when I call them, number one, they pick up the phone because most people will be like, okay, haven't you figured this out yet? But number two, they never make me feel like I'm not, I'm wasting their time because okay. they understand my personality. They understand where I'm coming from. And it, it's, it's important to have someone a little older, a little wiser, who's been through what you are going through. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, uh, when I went back, cause I left the restaurant industry in 2015. And I went back for a very short period of time last year. And it was so funny how in six years, nothing changed. Even though it was a different restaurant, different set of people, but the, the attitude, the environment, nothing changed. And I used to look at them all the time and say, you know what? What y'all are going through for the first time, I've already been through. So mm-hmm. let me help you kind of weave your way around this stuff. Because it's just... It's crazy to look back on it and be like, wow, I was just like that. The older we get, we begin to see ourselves in the next generation. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy how there are those similarities, even though you come from different walks of life, even though you, you know, you have this and it's like, I remember doing that. I also remember the outcome let me give you some free advice on this because it can go one of two directions. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm very blessed to have them in my life and I'm, I'm thankful every day, like I said, to be able to reach out to them when needed. And it's going to be a hard day for me because father time is undefeated, but I'm, I'm blessed that the knowledge that they've given to me, I'm able to then give to somebody else. And my hope is that it just keeps going. So, yeah. Yeah. Pay it forward kind of aspect. I like it. 
Very much for so. Sure. Yeah. So would you say that's kind of like a personal development tool that you kind of utilize in a way? Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's another thing. And thank you for bringing that up because I, I was just thinking about that. Goals. You have to set them for yourself. Mm-hmm. Be realistic about it. One thing I did learn as part of being in the, uh, in the corporate world is, you know, the SMART goal, if you will. And it's an acronym, which is, you know, measurable, attainable, relatable. Um, I don't remember what the S and the T are. I apologize. That's but, okay. I know I have it written down somewhere. Yeah. But that is something that is very, very effective. Be real with yourself. You know, a lot of people, they set these high expectations and that's great, but you've got to be able to make some sense of it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you always want to shoot for the moon, that's great. I tell people all the time in the immortal words of Snoop Dogg, shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll still be among the stars. But what I've also learned is, you know, you have to know your own limitations. Some people, they just want to continually push, push, push. They want to burn the candle at both ends and they, they lose those, those moments that could have been major. You know, and I've done yeah. that myself. I've worked two jobs and had an opportunity to be seen at this event or this venue. And I chose the money over the opportunity or the experience. And that could have propelled me into a whole different direction. I don't know. So yeah, yeah it's it, have those goals, but be realistic about it. And know that when you get somewhere, you're supposed to be there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, going back to the goals thing. So we talked about personal development. So now what about your career development? So like, do you set separate goals for your career development? Oh yeah. Yeah. With, with regards to the sports arena, with regards to, you know, just the national scouting combine um, and I, I, the two are, the two are separate, you know, with regard to the national scouting combine, my goal is to help Jimmy and everybody else help this team get to the point where we are doing these on a consistent basis. Mm Mm-hmm. That is my goal with regard to the National Scouting Combine. Whatever needs to be done to get us to that next level, let's make it happen. And from a media, yeah. uh, from a media standpoint, Jimmy already knows. Pick up the phone and call me. Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to interview? How much content do you need me to create so that we can continually be visible, be mm-hmm. relatable, and keep moving forward? With regard to the sports arena, which is my baby, uh, you know, it's been a long journey, but now I'm in the space to where I've utilized the contacts that I've made from the National Scouting Combine, my own personal contacts and events that I've gone to, to elevate my brand. I market myself as, as you can see, I mean, this is my polo with my logo. It's, Hey, green St. Patty's day, the whole nine yards. Um, I am about bringing this brand to the next level. Okay. And so that's where I'm at with that. You know, my team and I, we've, we've put together a plan by the end of this year, we're already on one Roku channel. Shout out to DBNA television. Our goal nice. is to be, Congrats. 
Thank you. Our goal is to be on at least two more. Okay. Um, but continually putting out content. I've begun collaborating with the network, Sideline Sports Network, LLC. And we, we have a, a, a list of shows that we are putting out every day to show that we can compete with yeah. the bigger names because we're going to be in the room with those bigger names. Um, I've been very blessed to be a part of the WNBA for the last two seasons. I'm going into my third season with them. And just the opportunity that I got with the Chicago Sky nice. to be a part of that. The Chicago Sky. I, I'm, listen, I will go into my Paul Heyman if you want me to. I really will. Uh, I'm right here, right here. Okay, I'm just telling you, (laughs) I'm telling you, they are the 2021 reigning, defending, undisputed WNBA world champion, Chicago Sky. And WNBA certified agent right here. Yes. I love everything about them. Uh, I'm excited for opening night come May 6th. I will be at the Trust Arena when they face the Los Angeles Sparks. I mean, it's crazy. To think that three years ago, I was, let's say I wasn't a fan. I just didn't really give it the attention that it deserved. But because they were in my backyard, because of the the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I was able to get in. I was able to create content. I was able to have those interviews. And it just catapulted me in one season, which was a shortened season. It catapulted me to the level to where this past season, you know, I went to the games, I was in the arena for game four when they beat the Phoenix Mercury and won the first championship for them. I was on the court. If I was at my house, you could actually see, I have two pictures that sit behind me every time I do my show. One on this side is of arguably, in my opinion, the best point guard in the WNBA, Courtney Vandersloot. And on this side, is a picture of me and the head coach, general manager, James Wade, on the court. He's got the championship hat on, championship shirt on. Mm. It's a moment that forever sticks in me. Right now, it is in probably my top five of greatest things I've ever done. Nice. I'm so excited. And we're, you know, less than two months away. I'm excited for this season. I know they've expanded it. It's 101 days. And I plan on attending at the very least. I plan on attending at least seven games this year, not including the postseason. So, so yeah. Um, But again, that just came from a lot of perseverance, a Mm -hmm. lot of just showing up when no one else did. Yep. You know, um, utilizing my network. And I know sometimes people don't, they don't feel like they, they feel like they're asking. And you got to get yourself out of that mindset. You know, if you're in the, if you have an opportunity to cover a professional sporting game, mm-hmm. show up, be present, put out that content, tag the people that you're talking about, tag the organization, you know, talk to the communications manager, find out if you can get on the media distribution list. Mm-hmm. And then if you get that, then just run with it outshine everybody else whether it be through written word whether it be through audio whether it be through video because that's what happened to me when I got in with the Orlando Magic I 
was at a local radio station that did not get numbers, okay? Hmm. But they carried the, well, first it was NBC Sports, but then they carried the Fox Sports on there. And so I used that to get into the Orlando Magic. Gotcha. And I was, okay. I, was, I was given an opportunity, you know? I signed up. I said, I want to go to every single home game, minus like three. And I went to every game. I drove two and a half hours from Sarasota to Orlando one way. Mm, okay. I put a suit on. I shot content. I did a pregame. I was in. I sat front row for the postgame and pregame press conferences. I yeah. made sure that the coach and the players knew who I was. Whether they liked me or not didn't matter. But I mm. showed up. Yeah. And I put out content in my first year to where my second year, I had a season credential, which means I didn't have to request game by game by game. I was just given a season credential. And all I had to nice. do was let them know I was going to be there. Nice. So, you know, people always say I'm one of the hardest working people in the building. And as much as I appreciate the compliment, I look at it and I'm like, y'all have no clue because to me it's not about being the hardest working person it's about being the smartest one mm -hmm. and i know what i'm capable of to make my life easier now if that translated to people saying that i am the hardest working man in the building hey guess what thank you so much but i have just learned over the years like i said earlier what i learned from dj augustine very simply i stay mm -hmm. ready so I don't have to yep. get ready. Yep. Yeah. Be the hardest worker or be the, the smartest worker, not the hardest worker. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I like that. And it's definitely so like I, I once upon a time I was told that if there isn't a seat at the table, bring your own chair. You have to yep. make your place. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I've learned through this journey. And I think that's exactly what I'm trying to present to the next generation. You know, like you're not going to go in there and you're not going to be known right away. You have to make yourself known. You have to give yourself that purpose of why they need you there. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what, you know, the journey is definitely in the sports world. Yeah. I like it. So just a few more questions before we close out. I sure. really appreciate your time and thank you very much. Um, I guess like, how do you balance your work life, your work and home life? Who, uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, gotcha. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have that problem too. Yeah. I, I'm very fortunate to have support when it comes to this because, you know, my wife, who I've been with now for 11 years, she knew from our first date, second date, whatever you want to call it, that this was a journey that I was going to go on. And I told her from jump, I said, you can ride with me on this if you want to. If not, hey, no harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. But this is not something that I'm giving up. This is not something that's a hobby. This is not something that I'm just going to do. No, I'm doing this. Like all this other stuff is, is great right now because yeah. at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do till you get to where you need to be. Yeah. But there have been plenty of times where, you know, like I was in Indianapolis for a week. That's a week that her and I aren't together. Mm-hmm. So you got to make time. Even though I do sometimes three, four shows a week, 
you know, I got to make sure I get my, spend my time with her so that she knows I value our marriage. I value our relationship, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anytime she was, she actually came with me to Chicago cause she loves the city. So, you know, when we came up there for the WNBA finals, of course she was with me. And again, that was just fun. Now, granted, when I was when I was there working games three and four, she actually came to game three and she got a taste of what I experienced. Yeah. So she was, you know, greatly happy to be a part of that. She yeah. even said to me, she was like, why didn't we stay for the parade? I was like, because I didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, it, it takes a, a very strong individual to stick with people like us who are truly about our craft and mm-hmm. who are like never happy until we get to that point, especially in this, in this industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed to have that. But when I get a chance, you know, to take a vacation and, and her and I just get to hang out and do what we do, then, you know, I, I'm not saying that makes up for it because you never get time back. Um, but, you know, it resonates to have someone like that in your corner. And I'm, I'm gotcha. like I said, I'm humbled that I'm blessed that she still sticks around with me because there are some times when like I leave this job and I'll go to a game. So I won't get home till midnight. And then I'm back up at six o'clock in the morning and I run it back again. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's definitely a a lot of hours that you can put in and you don't even realize it sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I, I can appreciate that, you know, having that person in your corner that's, that's supporting you, that's backing you. You met my boyfriend at the, yeah. the National Scouting Combine. Great name, and, by the and, way. I love his name. <laughs> yep. Eric, meet Eric. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess, so my final question. So where do you see yourself? Where do you envision yourself in five years, 10 years? And what are your stepping stones? Okay, five years would be 2027. Um, I will be 51 years old. Yes, I'm showing my age, (laughs) but age is nothing but a number. Trust me. Um, Exactly. So in five years, I see the national scouting combine doing combines consistently. Yep. Um, I see myself immersed more than I am now with the WNBA as far as being one of their major content creators, broadcasters, whatever. Um, And if it can be with the Chicago sky, that would be amazing. But any of the 11 other teams that are out there, and if they expand those teams out there, Hey, you need a guy, call me. Uh, How do I get there? Um, You know, very simply, I have a shirt that I wear sometimes that I think sums up myself and sums up kind of what I do. It is very simply eat, sleep, hustle, repeat, Yep. which is the formula for success. And I continually surround myself with people who have the same drive and passion because, you know, when you're building your pyramid, when you get to the top of that pyramid, mm-hmm. it can be an extremely lonely place. But see, my pyramid stops and doesn't come to a point. It comes to a plateau. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my team and I are. So that's, that's how I continually put myself in those places to where 
I want to be a part of those conversations. And like you said, there may not be a seat for me at some of these tables, but guess what? You open the door. Don't worry about it. I'll stand if I have to. As long Mm -hmm. as I'm in the room, that to me, that's all that matters. And my goal is in five years, actually less than that, but since you asked five years, my goal is to be doing these things, making the money to financially support myself and my family. And then from that point on, I'm just having fun. Haven't you been having fun this whole time though? I have, but it's, it's kind of an ebb and flow because when you spend a week at the National Scouting Combine, And then you come back to doing what you do. It's like, there's a level of just, oh, I'm like, okay, when's the next one? I'm not trying to, I'm not not trying to wait a year for the next National Scouting Combine. Yeah, Like I I said, fortunately, yeah, fortunately for me in less than two months, the WNBA starts and I'm back at it. Yep. That'll be cool. Yeah. There you go. You go. Then you can go from one to another. Exactly. I like that. You're not stuck behind a desk all the time. No. No. Yeah, I I know that feeling. I I like to be in the movement. I gotta be there. Let's keep moving. What's next? Where are we exactly. going next? Right. What's my next step? Yep. Yep. How am I getting there? Yeah, for sure. I can really appreciate that. All right. Well, Eric, I really really appreciate it. Thank you very very much for your time. I uh, you know if anybody wants to contact you, kind of like what is their be- best uh, approach to do so. So if anybody wants to contact me, um, I, I was very fortunate to keep it simple. Uh, my Twitter and my IG are at ECWilson76. Uh, again, sportsarena1.com is my website, but I am transitioning over to a new one here shortly because I have to make some upgrades and some changes. But that's probably the easiest way. And then, of course, my email address, eric at the sportsarena, the number one.com. Uh, and, you know, Lauren, this has been amazing. So thank you so much for having me on. I, I really, truly appreciate this, being yep. able to tell my story. And, and like we said, pay it forward, give back. Yep. And I, I, I'm going to have to have you on my show just so we can talk sports now. Ah, I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.